Did you know that Jesus was Jewish? You might be asking, what does that mean for your Christian faith? Watch today and discover how understanding the Jewish roots of your faith and your connection to Israel and the Jewish people can transform your life and the way you read the Bible. Coming up on Jewish Voice. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice. I'm Jonathan Burnus, joined again with my co-host Ezra Benjamin. Well, if you've been watching this show for some time, you know that we're about sharing the gospel, the good news that Jesus, Yeshua, is the Messiah. Specifically, our minister is bringing the gospel to the Jew first, according to Romans 1.16. You may not know it, but the gospel is not a New Testament concept. It's actually found in the Old Testament. And today we're going to take you back to the Hebrew scriptures to help you understand the original Jewish context of the gospel. Stay tuned because we'll also be providing an opportunity so that you can share the gospel with thousands all over the world. So Ezra, uh, let's, let's dig into this idea that sure. the gospel is not Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Right. It's not something that begins in the New Testament. It actually goes back to the Jewish scriptures. We That's call right. it the Tanakh, the Torah, right. the prophets, the writings. The Old Testament, yeah. to use Christian language. Yeah, I was just gonna say, in fact, the early disciples shared the gospel not out of the New Testament. Right because the New Testament hadn't even been written yet. Exactly, so. exactly. And so Jonathan, I think maybe where we should start is some familiar territory. And what I mean by that is the New Testament word for gospel. And maybe we should even define what is the gospel anyway. And then let's take that back to where we see the same foundational concept in the Old Testament. Good. That work for you? Well, let's do All it. All right, so in the, in the New Testament, which is written primarily in Greek, the word for gospel, what is the gospel? Maybe get a pen, write this down. It's evangelion. And that's a kind of a fancy, maybe hard to memorize word. Evangelion in Greek literally means the proclamation of the good news concerning the Messiah. Right. That's the, it's kind of this compound word, evangelion, the proclamation of the good news concerning the Messiah. And what's interesting to me there is it's not just the good news, it's the proclamation of the good news. Yeah. So built into the idea That's of important. what is the gospel is speaking forth, proclaiming this good news that Jesus yeah. is the Messiah. We're gonna talk more about that because that's important. So right. we'll come back to that. Right, and I'm thinking of a passage in, in Paul's letters to the Corinthians where he actually defines the gospel. You wanna know what is the gospel? He says, this is it. I've passed on to you of first importance what I heard. And it's this, that it says, Christ Jesus or Yeshua the Messiah died for our sins according to the scriptures. Well, what scriptures? As Jonathan, as you said, there were no New Testament scriptures. Paul's saying according to the Old Testament, according to the Jewish scriptures. And it goes on in that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So Paul's saying we know according to the Hebrew scriptures, according to what the prophets foresaw hundreds of years before Jesus would come, that the Messiah would have to die, but that he wouldn't stay in the ground. And that also equally importantly, that his resurrection was witnessed by many in the weeks, in the 40, uh, 40 some days after after his resurrection. So yeah. that in Hundreds a nutshell in is fact. the gospel. 
Right. Yeah. But it's the idea of the proclamation of this good news, that we have a Messiah who's died for our sins and who didn't stay in the grave. And his resurrection is the confirmation of his authority to forgive sins and even to overcome death. It's so, it's so, it's so clear, but so important to point out because right. so many miss this that Paul says, according to the scriptures, That's right. not the gospels, but according to the Jewish scriptures. That's right. It's all in there. Exactly. It's Jesus, all in there. As we say so often, as you say so often, the, the gospel is concealed in the Old Testament and revealed in the new. Right. Jesus isn't coming to invent some new religion. He's coming to fulfill what Moses and the prophets had told Israel they should hope and expect and pray for. The days when a redeemer would come for the house of Israel, but not just the house of Israel, for all from the nations who would call upon his name. So Ezra, you've given us the Greek yeah. gospel. Right. You've given us the, the, the Greek word. Let's, let's dive into the Hebrew. Sure, so let's, let's turn our attention now back to the Old Testament and we're in Isaiah 61, Jonathan. And we'll, many, put, we'll put this up so right. you can see Many this. of our, of our uh, viewers today have probably heard this passage. Maybe you even quote it in your churches and your worship services. It's quoted in some songs, but uh, let's look at the context here. This is uh, Isaiah 61 beginning in verse one and it says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. And a lot of translations, Jonathan, that me is a capital M. Why? Because it's understood that this is the Lord. This isn't Isaiah. This is the Lord speaking through Isaiah. So the me is the Lord. Well, I believe uh -huh. it's, it's the Messiah. It's Jesus hundreds of years before yes. he comes to earth. Okay, so the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. And we need to stop right there. You remember that phrase, proclaim good news. Again, it doesn't just say to bring good news or to be good news, it's to proclaim good news. And the Hebrew word there is besora. And in Hebrew, just like Evangelion in the Greek, it's not just good news, it's proclaim good news. It's a compound word. And the idea there is good news which isn't proclaimed isn't really that good news at all. It has to be proclaimed. Yeah, that's such a good point. They go together. Exactly. One is meaningless without the other. Exactly. And what's interesting here, actually, just a, just a few words before, the Lord, the Father, if you will, has anointed me. The word there, Jonathan, is, is Mashiach. It's Messiah. There's an anointing. Messiah in Hebrew literally means anointed one. So, we call Jesus the Christ, which is a Greek way, Christos, of saying a Hebrew word, Mashiach or Messiah. And it's literally, what, why is Jesus the Messiah? Because he's anointed by the Father to proclaim good news. That's so good, Ezra. And, and it, there's so much in this passage. Right. Uh, and, and, it's, and it is proclaimed by Jesus himself. Exactly. Uh, th this is great. So he proclaims it and then he actually demonstrates it. Right. Uh, in, in, in healing, in, in uh, setting people free. Right. Uh, this, is, this is the gospel. There it is. In, in Isaiah. Jonathan, this isn't the only time we see this passage, this same portion of scripture. Jesus quotes this in Luke 4. If you remember, you know the story. Jesus goes into the synagogue and it says, and the scroll of Isaiah was handed to him. And he opens it and he reads it. He reads the same passage. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to proclaim good news. He's messiahed me, if you will, to proclaim good news. Uh, and, and he goes on to read 
a portion of Isaiah 61, and then he sits down and he says, today this scripture is fulfilled in your presence. And the synagogue is in shock. The Jewish community is in shock because here's one who's saying, I am the Messiah. I'm the Lord's anointed to proclaim good news from God, good news from heaven. Yeah, you know, that's really what this ministry is all about. We exist to yeah. make Yeshua known right. as Messiah to the Jew first. We earn a platform when we provide medical care, dental care, eye care, uh, clean water, but ultimately the gospel is what transforms lives. That's right. And I just, I just love what you're, you've been sharing, Ezra, that the gospel must be coupled with the proclamation. The gospel is not the gospel exactly. without the proclamation of the good news. Exactly. Now, all of us, you are called to proclaim the gospel but you can also uh, help us to proclaim the gospel. You have an opportunity to reach thousands of Jewish people and their neighbors, thousands. And I'm not exaggerating. Uh, I, would, I would say tens of thousands when we go back to the uh, festivals that we sponsored in Russia. We couldn't do it without partners. Right. Uh, and our monthly partners we call Shalom Partners. And we really want to encourage you to become a Shalom partner and to play a role in proclaiming the gospel to Jewish people in areas, some remote areas of the world that have never even heard the gospel before. You have that opportunity. You can make a difference in thousands of lives. So I really want to encourage you. Ezra and I want to encourage you, get involved, proclaim the gospel, but help us to proclaim the gospel by becoming a Shalom partner. Here's how. Sharing the good news of Jesus is the priority for those who know him, love him, and are called according to his purpose. Romans 1.16 states, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel. You and I must not be ashamed to share the gospel, and it's an honor to be a messenger of Jesus the Messiah. The passage goes on, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. The Jewish people have witnessed the power and faithfulness of God throughout our history. We know him as deliverer, provider, sustainer. But sadly, millions of Jewish people around the world don't yet know him as redeemer or savior. Which brings us to the final words of this verse. The gospel is the power of salvation to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. We've been speaking that truth to the world since 1967. Our message and mandate has never changed. We've been bringing the good news to reach Jewish communities around the world. That includes Israel and places like Ukraine, where meeting urgent physical needs, medical care, and food distribution all open the door for the gospel. Throughout Eastern Europe and South America, we sponsored large-scale concerts and festivals where tens of thousands have come to know Jesus as their Messiah, and most of them have been Jewish. Your generosity is what makes that all possible. And that's why I'm asking you today to take a step of faith and to become a Shalom partner with Jewish Voice. Your investment of $30 per month will go further than you can imagine. If you're already a Shalom partner, I wanna say thank you your regular financial support, and this is critical, your faithfulness makes it possible for us to respond immediately when God presents a new gospel opportunity. If you would, 
please consider making an extra one-time gift today to meet the needs in Jewish communities around the world in Jesus' name. If God leads, maybe surprise yourself and do something remarkable. Make a one-time gift of two or three hundred dollars or even two or three thousand dollars. That would be such a blessing to so many around the world. We hope to hear from you today. Here's how. Please call this toll-free number. Our representatives are eager to take your call. If you prefer, you can give securely online at jewishvoice.tv or pull out your smartphone and scan this QR code. And of course, you can also mail your gift to this address. Your gift today of any size or your new role as a monthly Shalom partner will impact the lives of people we may never meet until we gather in eternity. Again, from all of us at Jewish Voice Ministries International, thank you so much. Now, back to Jonathan and Ezra. Ezra, those clips are really the core of what we do here at Jewish Voice. They sure are. We transform lives through medical and humanitarian aid, but most importantly, proclaiming the gospel to Jewish people around the world. That's, that, that's from the inside out. That's right. That's, that's how a life about. is changed. It's the heartbeat of this ministry. It is. And Jonathan, let's focus, let's jump right back into the scriptures let's. if you're good with that. I bet you're good with that watching at home. But I wanna focus on what we just said, proclaiming the gospel, because I'm convicted by it. The more I study the scriptures about it and this idea that a gospel which is not proclaimed, good news about the Messiah, good news about reconciliation and forgiveness with God, which isn't proclaimed, is actually not a whole gospel at all. And we see that, you know, we've been in Isaiah uh, 61 here, but I'm looking at a passage in Isaiah 52 yeah, take that we us see there. repeated in Romans. We'll look at that in just a minute. But uh, you know this passage, I, I bet you do. And it's, it's Isaiah 52, verse seven. It says, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news. It's that same word, Besorah, the proclamation of good news from God, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, and who say to Zion, your God reigns. And again, that idea, not just those who have good news inside them or those who write about good news, how beautiful upon the mountains are those who proclaim good news, who proclaim salvation to Zion, to all who would hear, but it's specifically here to Zion, representing to the Jewish people. Yeah, I, I, I think, Ezra, that we're living in a day, first of all, this is not talked about enough. Right. I, I think you'll agree with me. This is just not talked about enough. And we're living in a day when the gospel, uh, there's a lack of gospel proclamation. Mm. And I, I think there's a number of factors, uh, but there's such a resistance. Yeah. And I understand what it's like to deal with the fear of sharing your faith. I know what it's like to deal with um, the, the, just the pressure of jumping into, how do you just begin to share uh, the gospel with someone? And right. it's easier to avoid. Exactly. Uh, it, it, there's really, it's a spiritual battle really yeah. to do it. I think part of it is that we uh, wrongly assume that the response of the hearer depends upon us. And yet that's not what the scriptures say, is it? And I'm thinking about Romans 10 here, even Romans 1:16, right? I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Remember gospel. So Paul's saying, I'm not ashamed 
of the proclamation of the good news of the Messiah because that proclamation is the power of God unto salvation for all who would believe. And so it's God's responsibility between that person and himself, their response, it's our responsibility to proclaim. Yeah, the gospel works, but only when we share it. Right. That's, that's the whole point of this. Jonathan, Romans 10, I know you, you, you teach on this a lot. I do. I... Um, verse 14, how can they call on the one whom they've not believed in? How can they believe in the one whom they've not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to you and the, preaching to them? And this whole passage is Paul trying to explain to a predominantly non-Jewish audience about the Jewish people's wide-scale rejection of Jesus as the Messiah, but he's saying, how do they even have a chance to believe and call upon the Lord unless someone preaches The, to the whole context here, Ezra, it, and this is universal. Yeah. You can apply, you apply this to everyone because it's a universal Anyone, principle. Right, right. But in context, he's talking about the Jewish people, as you right, said, right. and he begins in Romans 9 by saying, I'd give up my eternity right. for the salvation of my brethren, the people of Israel. They gave us the law, they gave sure. us the, the prophets, right. they gave us the patriarchs, all of these things that the Jewish people brought to the world, to the, to the, uh, to the body, right. to the church. And then uh, in Romans 10, he said, God's not finished with the Jewish people. He hasn't failed, he's sovereign. And then Romans 10 is it dealing with the simplicity of the gospel that if it's proclaimed as it needs to be, to right. be the gospel, uh, then people will respond. But exactly. they can't respond, which takes faith, unless they hear. Right. If they, and they can't hear unless one proclaim, and no one will proclaim unless they understood that they're sent. You're exactly. sent. Every one of us is sent. But the one who is obedient and proclaims the good news will uh, share with people that hear, Right. Ultimately, we'll hear a second time because it's mentioned twice because God is preparing their hearts. The gospel works sure. right. when it's proclaimed. Right. They'll believe and confess unto salvation. Exactly. And then this principle for with the, with the, with the, the, we hear with the ear, we believe with the heart, we confess with the mouth unto salvation. Exactly. And that's exactly what Paul's saying here in Romans 10. And he says, how can they preach, as you just quoted, Jonathan, unless they're sent, as it is written... Paul finishes this passage quoting the Hebrew scriptures. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who I bring good that. news. He's saying the fulfillment of Isaiah 52 is those who would open their mouths and proclaim the good news about the Messiah, that yes. we have a Redeemer and His name is Jesus. Yeah. Very simply also in this same chapter, faith cometh by hearing, right. and hearing by the Word of God. The Word of God will not fail. The gospel will not fail. It's just as powerful as it was when it was proclaimed 2,000 years ago. And look at the results. Do you want to see your family saved? Do you want to see your friends saved? Do you want to see your community saved? The answer is to put the gospel into action by proclaiming it and you will be blessed. Exactly. Blessed are the feet of those who bring the good news. Amen. I want my feet to be blessed. And really, this passage has convicted me. Am I, am I opening my mouth? Are we opening our mouths? Are you opening your mouth to declare, to proclaim that good news? And sometimes, like you said, Jonathan, we go, well, what if they don't receive it? What if they do? 
and yeah. their, their life has changed. I, I don't know about you, Ezra, but I'll just say it in front of everyone. I'm convicted right now because I need to proclaim the gospel more. We're both convicted, Jonathan. I, maybe you're feeling that, that heat a little bit at home. It's our, it's our job. It's our obedience. It's our response to the mercy we've received from God to open our mouths and proclaim that good news. You know, Jonathan, here at Jewish Voice, we literally exist first to proclaim the good news, to proclaim the gospel to the Jew first. We see that in Romans 1.16. It's God's order. It's his, it's his design that the gospel necessarily first has to go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And, you know, as we travel around the world, we meet people from the Jewish community who have never heard that the gospel's for them. And we even meet people from the Christian community, sadly, who believe that the Jewish people have their own way to heaven. They have their own way to reconciliation and forgiveness with God. I don't see that in the scriptures. Yeah, this may sound harsh, but if you love the Jewish people and you have bought into that, that loving them means uh, affirming their own path, their own way to God, you're loving them to death, uh, sadly, because there's one name given under heaven by which we must be saved, and that's the same Messiah. That's right. It's Jesus. It's Yeshua. Whatever you call him, Yeshua, Jesus, he is the way, the truth, and the life. T two things that I want to challenge you to do. One, share your faith more. Proclaim the gospel. Activate the gospel by proclamation. I know that it's challenging, but be bold, okay? Fulfill your mission. And second, help us to reach thousands, tens of thousands of people, Jewish people first and their neighbors with the gospel by becoming a shalom partner. That means becoming a monthly partner. You literally become an ambassador of peace. That's what we want to encourage you to, to do today, to help us to proclaim the gospel. And you will be part, receiving part of the reward. Uh, so pick up the phone, get online, help us to proclaim the gospel by becoming a Shalom Monthly Partner. Here's how. Sharing the good news of Jesus is the priority for those who know him, love him, and are called according to his purpose. Romans 1.16 states, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel. You and I must not be ashamed to share the gospel, and it's an honor to be a messenger of Jesus the Messiah. The passage goes on, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. The Jewish people have witnessed the power and faithfulness of God throughout our history. We know him as deliverer, provider, sustainer. But sadly, millions of Jewish people around the world don't yet know him as redeemer or savior which brings us to the final words of this verse. The gospel is the power of salvation to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. We've been speaking that truth to the world since 1967. Our message and mandate has never changed. We've been bringing the good news to reach Jewish communities around the world. That includes Israel and places like Ukraine, where meeting urgent physical needs, medical care, and food distribution all open the door for the gospel. Throughout Eastern Europe and South America, we sponsored large-scale concerts and festivals where tens of thousands have come to know Jesus as their Messiah, and most of them have been Jewish. 
Your generosity is what makes that all possible. And that's why I'm asking you today to take a step of faith and to become a Shalom partner with Jewish Voice. Your investment of $30 per month will go further than you can imagine. If you're already a Shalom partner, I want to say thank you. Your regular financial support, and this is critical, your faithfulness makes it possible for us to respond immediately when God presents a new gospel opportunity. If you would, please consider making an extra one-time gift today to meet the needs in Jewish communities around the world in Jesus' name. If God leads, maybe surprise yourself and do something remarkable. Make a one-time gift of two or three hundred dollars or even two or three thousand dollars. That would be such a blessing to so many around the world. We hope to hear from you today. Here's how. Please call this toll-free number. Our representatives are eager to take your call. If you prefer, you can give securely online at jewishvoice.tv or pull out your smartphone and scan this QR code. And of course, you can also mail your gift to this address. Your gift today of any size or your new role as a monthly Shalom partner will impact the lives of people we may never meet until we gather in eternity. Again, from all of us at Jewish Voice Ministries International, thank you so much. Now, back to Jonathan and Ezra. We try to make time in every program to pray for your needs, and we know how many needs there are. We get your prayer requests by email, by letter, and Ezra, there's some, yeah. there's some real significant needs out there, people that... Uh, can't pay the rent right now because right. of the the growing inflation. They're have they're having trouble buying food. Sure, there's people that are facing terminal illness. Either they're facing it or their spouse or loved one is right. facing it. Another need we hear so often, and we want to join you in prayer about this as well as as your other needs today, is people's grief, people's concern over family members who are far from the Lord, either yes. who have walked away or who have never met the Lord, have never experienced yeah. salvation and forgiveness. And others that need to hear the gospel. You're right. praying for their salvation. Right. Well, the proclamation of the gospel works. Ezra, will you just take a moment I to... Will. I will. And we'll join together. Lord, we thank you that your word says salvation belongs to the Lord. Yes, and we thank, thank you, you Jesus, Lord. that you have the name Yeshua, yes. salvation, which is above every name. And so we pray, Lord, that you would visit the families, the workplaces, the communities of those watching today, the people in their minds, the people they've carried before your throne in prayer for months and yes, years, Lord. decades even. Would you visit them and their households yes, Lord, with salvation? Release salvation, salvation, release Yeshua, release forgiveness and redemption. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Amen. Thank you for meeting needs yeah. today. Amen. In the wonderful name of Yeshua. If you'd like more information about our ministry, you can log on to jewishvoice.tv. You can also send us your prayer request right on the website. Our team here at Jewish Voice is committed to reading your prayer requests, praying for you by name, because we believe in the power of prayer and we care about you. More importantly, though, God cares about you and he's watching over you. He asked us also to watch over Israel with him and to pray for the peace of Jerusalem on a daily basis, according to Psalm 122. So we urge you to do that as we close. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. The Bible says they will prosper who love thee. Until next time, this is Jonathan Burnus and Ezra Benjamin 
saying shalom and God bless you. Six out of 10 Americans today don't currently have a will or trust, and another 30 to 35% are either poorly written or outdated. Because of your financial support to our ministry, we're able to provide you with independent, professional advice to help you develop a will or trust at no cost to you. Go to jvmi.org forward slash trust to learn more.